Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. So today we are in 2 Samuel chapter 24. This is the last chapter of the book of 2 Samuel. And we're just coming off of a text yesterday that we used for the devotion, which had to do with David's unlawful census. David takes this census, which seems like it's not a big deal, except he does it in a way that is abhorrent to the Lord, that is different than the specific commands of God's law. And he does it in a way that really is kind of brings him glory and gives him credit for the people of Israel instead of recognizing God as the one who deserves the credit and the glory for that. And so this has been a nine and a half months of census taking, and we're going to pick it up in verse 10 of chapter 24, 2 Samuel. But David's heart struck him after he had numbered the people. And David said to the Lord, I've sinned greatly in what I have done. But now, O Lord, please take away the iniquity of your servant, for I have done very foolishly. When David arose in the morning, the word of the Lord came to the prophet Gad, David's seer, saying, Go and tell David, Thus says the Lord, Three things I offer you. Choose one of them that I may do it to you. So Gad came to David and told him and said to him, Shall three years of famine come to you in your land? Or will you flee three months before your foes while they pursue you? Or shall there be three days of pestilence in your land? Now consider and decide what answer I shall return to him who sent me. And David said to Gad, I'm in great distress. Let us fall into the hand of the Lord, for his mercy is great. But let me not fall into the hand of man. So the Lord set a pestilence on Israel from morning until the appointed time. And there died the people from Dan to Beersheba, 70,000 men. And when the angel stretched out his hand toward Jerusalem to destroy it, the Lord relented from the calamity and said to the angel who was working destruction among the people, it is enough. Now stay your hand. And the angel of the Lord was at the threshing floor of Aruna, the Jebusite. Then David, then David spoke to the Lord when he saw the angel who was striking the people and said, behold, I have sinned and I have done wickedly, but these sheep, what have they done? Please let your hand be against me and against my father's house. So there are many things we can pull out of this text. One of them, which is very obvious, and we've talked about this throughout the Old Testament, sin is abhorrent to God. And even stuff that we think is little, like Moses tapping a rock two times, or somebody not following the exact requirements of how you should make a sacrifice, or David right here counting the people in a way that was not in line with Exodus 30's mandates. God, if, if, if we understood how serious sin is and how perfect and holy God is, we would have a totally different view of our need for a Savior, for redemption. We live in a time right now where sin is not a big deal and where God is kind of a nice guy who, you know, is pretty lax about things. And that's just not who God is. And that's not who we are. And if we had a better understanding of those things, uh, the gospel would have much greater effect in our lives than sometimes it does. Another thing that we can pull out of here is that David, despite his sin, David is a man after God's own heart. The Bible says that David is, as we've said before, a standard bearer for kings, for earthly kings of Israel. He still falls short. He still fails, which kind of lets us know and foreshadows that we're going to need a king who is more perfect, a better representative of God than even David, a man after God's own heart. But despite David's failures and despite David's shortcomings, David is, he has a soft heart. It took a while to get there. 
Took him nine and a half months of counting people, but his heart finally convicts him. And when it does, he's very repentant. He's very sorrowful and regretful for what he has done. He casts himself upon the mercy of the Lord. And another thing we can pull out of this is that even though we are forgiven by God, even though God shows us mercy, that doesn't mean that the consequences of our sin won't be borne out. And the consequences of the sin are certainly borne out with David. He's given these three choices, three years of punishment, three months of punishment, or three days of punishment. And he says, I don't even want to choose. I just want the Lord to pick whatever he wants. And so he's very humble. He understands his position before the Lord. The Lord chooses three days of pestilence. 70,000 people die. Here's something crazy, guys, is this is carried out by what the Old Testament calls the angel of the Lord. Now, in the Old Testament, you can look this up and study it for yourself, but the angel of the Lord, many theologians, different than any other angel, but when it says the angel of the Lord, probably refers to the pre-incarnate Jesus Christ. So there again, if we think Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is only this kind of soft, you know, meek, pets sheep, gentle all the time guy, that's not the picture we get of the angel of the Lord in the Old Testament. And that's not the picture that we get from Jesus Christ in the New Testament in Revelation. At the very end of this text, David says, to the angel as the angel of the Lord that's just being carried out. Behold, I have sinned and I have done wickedly. But these people, what have they done? Please let your hand be against me and my father's house. So David is taking responsibility and we are seeing the people of Israel, God's people are being punished for the sin of the king. When we get to the New Testament and we learn about the king of kings, Jesus Christ, we're going to see that the king gets punished for the sin of the people. It's opposite. And thank God that it's opposite because if we didn't have a perfect king of kings, a better representative of God in Jesus Christ than we do in David, then you and I would have no hope. As it stands, the perfect king of kings came and lived a perfect life. He died a sinless death. And now through faith in him, we can stand righteous and holy before God, despite the fact that we are sin-filled and abhorrent to God and many of the things that we are and do. Praise God for that gospel. And we pray that it will guide us every day and be the core out of which we live our entire lives. Have a great day. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.